0: Run All the Races podcast, this is Perfectly Goofy Gail, joined as always by Delightfully Dopey Kimberly.
1: Hi, everyone.
0: California Kylie. Hi, guys. And we're excited to have two special guests with us this week, Nicole and Katie. Hi, girls. Um, Hi. Hopefully, you will recognize them from former costuming adventures, uh, especially Inside Out. That's been one of our favorites. But we have them joining us today to talk about uh, Tinkerbell 5K. Kimberly, I'm going to turn it over
1: to you. Okay, so this was the fifth anniversary of the Tinkerbell 5K and the Tinkerbell Half Marathon. And um, the third year for the 10K and the second year for the Pixie Dust Challenge. And our two um, guest uh, podcasters, Nicole Bomsenero, is that how you pronounce your last name? Bum- Bum- I I don't know. <laughs> Say it again? Bomsenero. Bompin zero, okay, woohoo! Okay, and her mom, Katie. Um, we had first met her uh, at the Disney. Uh, I think the Tinker Bell 5K in 2014 yep. when you guys were Merida and um, uh, Queen Eleanor from uh, Brave, right? Yeah, so it's such an honor to be able to um, get to know you over these last couple of years. So um, so I want to talk to you guys because you guys are known for getting to the expo right when it opens, even before it opens. So what time did you guys get to the Tinkerbell Expo this year?
2: I think we got there about, what was it, quarter to six, six o'clock. And there were already about, let's say about 20 people in line. Um, when you mostly say six, p- you mean a.m.? A.m., yes. <laughs> yeah, four hours before it opened. Um, mostly people we knew. Um, that's how we've met a lot of people. Is It's just people online. Um, this year was a little different uh, as they had us lining up outside um, to take us down into the parking lot, whereas before we had been in the ballroom, which was really nice. Hmm. So it was a little, a little cold and damp until we got uh, downstairs into the parking lot, but after that was fine typical lines um uh, everybody's really cool you know it's six o'clock in the morning and you're hanging out for disney
1: so there weren't any fist fistfights like hmm? it seems like maybe
0: they've learned something from like some of the the past expos right so definitely uh, i mean i think disneyland
2: definitely has it uh better over walt disney world in terms of organization um Usually we're in the ballroom. They just had it filled this year, so that was why we were back in the basement. But they have us you know, with the wristbands lining up. Um, I think they let us in about, what, a half an hour early, um, right. maybe 15 minutes early. And it's it's organized, single file, no drama, uh, no fights. Um, and they make sure that the, the expo itself is really limited in terms of how many people are actually inside the merch area so you never feel like it's terribly crowded or, or, you know, you can't see things or too many people.
3: They've done a, they've done a wonderful job. Dumbo was our big fiasco. And after that, they really made a big change. And now it's just, um, in the ballroom, there's a square per person on the carpet even it's just, I mean, they really, really do it well. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. I remember Dumbo. I was actually staying in the Disneyland hotel that year and had a room that overlooked, um, the, the, convention center, and I remember, like, getting up early, opening the curtains, going, ah, and just closing the (laughs) (laughs)
1: curtains. Yeah. Dumbo was, Dumbo was very ugly. I remember that as well, and I was, had just come back after a, um, a big, um, surgery, and I had to get them to actually pick up my packet for me, because I, I couldn't be bothered with that, but anyway, that's good to hear. Um, what did you think of the merchandise? since this was the fifth anniversary, and you guys, well, Kylie's a legacy, Nicole's a legacy, Katie's a legacy. That's a big deal. You've been doing this for five years. So what did you think of the merchandise? I was underwhelmed.
3: Um, the first Disneyland half marathon at the, at the five-year mark, they had a lot more than they even did for this one. We got an extra lanyard on a medal, was it? There was nothing else that, um, there
2: was, I think, a little small, you got the compact, but in terms of the expo merchandise, um, I thought it was—it was a lot. They had a lot of options, but nothing that really struck my fancy. I, I think other than maybe the water bottle, or as other people are calling it, a wine craft. Um, uh, that was something a little different. Um, the designs were neat, but I think at this point, I don't know if I was expecting more, or I just have so much race merchandise that I was just waiting for the regular.
0: Well, and I would say that the, the challenge is, because there's challenges, you're getting so many shirts anyways as part of your race registration. I'm at the point right. now that unless something is spectacular, you know, if I'm going to get a bag full of shirts, I'm right. not going really to want to go buy another shirt.
4: Right. I don't buy any shirts. I don't buy any shirts in addition. I'll only buy a jacket because I wear them all the time. Uh Kim tends to know how cold I am as a person, so I tend to only buy a, a jacket and, and nothing else. Maybe a wine glass, because Kim's kind of got me on the wine glass, per se, but nothing else for me.
2: Yeah, we walked away with very little. Um, they did have a couple cute things. They had a TikTok uh, t-shirt that was um, that was different. It was something we hadn't seen before. It was kind of a cute... Little nod to um, something that wasn't necessarily strictly Tinkerbell, um, that was a nice offering because it's, it's also the Neverland 5K and whatnot. But then there were more, I think, options for people doing the 5K and 10K, not just the half or the challenge. So that was kind of nice to see.
0: And I would, I would anticipate, based on some of the other um, Run Disney overall offerings that they've had, that that, tink sh- uh, that TikTok shirt will show up again at another race expo. Um, they've had a couple of the Star Wars ones that have shown up a couple different times, um, and the ones that aren't race specific, I think they figured out that they can sell them at multiple
1: expos, right? So, my big question, since we were sponsored, since this race was sponsored by Pandora, did anyone buy any Pandora charms?
4: No. Nope. I did not, no.
0: No.
1: Okay, so just me. Um, but not <laughs> <laughs>
0: So, are you, the, you, I think are the only one that's caved to Pandora, right? I, I'm I'm fir- I'm firmly in the Alex and Annie thing because I, I don't need to buy any more Disney than I already buy right so.
1: <laughs> well, so I I went on the uh, Pandora charm like I jumped into the pool I think August of last year and basically you know me I have I'm all in so I filled up one bracelet and I'm good now, but how about any Dooney? Did anyone buy any Dooney? Because that little Dooney purse was so cute. So uh,
2: I did. I. I, in fact, I
3: Purchased both the letter carrier and the, the little wristlet. I ended up taking the letter carrier back because it was just a little too big for me. But mm-hmm. I absolutely love my wristlet. It's adorable. I
1: was so happy to run around the park in it. Yeah, I and agree. I like the wristlet too. I think it's a great size. It is good for park. I like that you yeah. can put it over
0: your shoulder. It's just enough and it you know you kind of have it under there. But I was also really happy that it was um, a darker background, right? So my, yes. my issue is things that are white like, stay white for about three seconds in my life, right? And so a purse is something you're going to set down, and I didn't want to spend that kind of money on a purse that I knew was going to instantly get dirty, right? So I was pretty excited, and it doesn't scream Tinkerbell to me from a distance, right? I think it's a little bit more subtle than some of the previous patterns, which is what I liked about it. I've been looking for
3: one, and I, I had bought the Avengers one, and I just didn't want to always carry an Avengers one. I was looking for more of a general Disney, and I hadn't liked any and I fell in love with the Tinkerbell pattern.
1: I agree, and one other thing that I really like is that I was able to use my 20% off for my yes. annual pass. So that, <laughs> to me, that was a winner. So... Um, yeah, I it
0: makes it each difference. a difference. Absolutely. I only own a few, and that's just...
4: Yeah, I, I have so many purses and so much stuff that I own the Disneyland half uh, anniversary bag, and then I own the, the Dopey bag that I actually lucked out and got in Florida at the outlet store in October, so and I got wow.
0: the big messenger. Wow. Yeah, and, and and I wouldn't have bought one except for I have one other tiny little what I call like a theme park purse. Yeah. Um, and so I just needed an a, another tiny one that that I could use and so it just lucked out and like mm-hmm. I said with the discount it made it actually really reasonable. Um, needed. So
1: with air yeah, quotes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so let's So let's talk a little bit
4: about the costume and the our race of the 5K. Uh, I definitely want to hand this off to Nicole and Katie because this was totally their vision. So, Nicole, why don't you talk a little bit about what one, what we were, what we dressed up as, etc. So we were
2: Peter Pan Am flight attendants, and it was a costume idea that came from the inaugural Tink um, race. It was my friend's first Brend Disney race. And the three of us had gone to the expo, and they had had the Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique, and so all three of us—Katie, uh, myself, and, and my friend Jessica—had gotten our hair done. We had little hats. We got the same, you know, inaugural jackets. We were all wearing black pants, and we were walking around the park. And jokingly, I said, "Oh, I feel like we're, you know, flight attendants because we were all in step." And and I said, "Yeah, we're like, you know, like Pan Am." And my friend is is very punny. And goes, "Oh, you mean Peter Pan Am." And we all had a good laugh about it. And then we kind of stopped and thought, that would be kind of a fun costume. And it's something that we've been trying to make for years. And it's just between people, you know, different people coming in and out of the group and and trying to put it together. It just never happened until this year. So, and I'm glad that it it did as it did because I think it came out perfect.
0: But unfortunately, that friend the pun initially wasn't able to join us no she wasn't able to join us and
2: it was funny because i i had talked to her um before the race and she had completely forgotten about that joke um she you know it was just one of those things like she made it off the cuff and 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 she's like oh yeah i thought that was your joke it's like no that was all you and and so it was kind of cute but yeah she's moved on to to other things and stuff but um yeah she's partially the reason we're still doing run disney races was because she
4: wanted to do the inaugural tink and so we kept we kept going from there and katie this has been something that you were going to build from scratch can you tell us a little bit about the process of building the actual suit and the costume because i've been in cahoots and talking with you for about two (laughs) years now with this costume so i'm just i think everyone wants to know originally i was actually going to make everybody's suit.
3: Um, I'm a seamstress in another life and we actually were going to do green. Um, in fact, I still have the fabric <laughs>
1: um,
3: and, uh, green with glitter. And then we thought it just didn't, it didn't look right. It just looked like Tinkerbell. So, uh, we decided we made a major decision and said, no, we're going to do blue. So I went out and bought blue fabric. <laughs> and then then somewhere along the line life happened and it got the time limit to actually make suits for everybody and fit everybody when people are in different locations at different states was just too much so we ended up finding a costume that we liked online that was the exact color blue it was easy um and so as far as the actual costume um everybody got the wigs and and uh, nicole showed us the kind of wigs that she liked and and uh, we all got the same wigs and we all got the same costume. So the costume itself was probably one of the easier ones I've ever done because we just had to buy it.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah, but, but I, think you raise, I think you raise an interesting point because we get a lot of questions of, you know, how do you come up with an idea and how do you make sure that people sort of get your idea? And I think the, the thought of in order to sell it as Peter Pan Am, you needed enough of Pan Am in there correct right to to get it right and so i think that that's one of the things that's that's interesting is you can talk and and as you think about what you're going to wear it might go through some iterations because while you might get the joke because you've been in on it right you want to make sure that everybody else who sees it potentially from a distance gets the joke too right and so it's important it's important to have sort of that iconic pieces left in the vision
3: no most I think most most of our costumes as well have have done that Merida and Eleanor were a good example and and what you start out with what our idea starts out with is rarely what what the final one is and and when you have more people when we you know bringing in their ideas and collaborations you get better ideas and it it, it does go through several iterations sometimes it's more complicated sometimes it's less so and then the other thing that we, we absolutely had to do is we were trying to figure out the the quintessential part of it and that was the peter pan am bag and um that was probably the most difficult and i did end up making them but originally we were talking about make we tried to buy one on the internet we that wasn't too expensive we went through what was it foam nicole was going to make yeah um uh, you know we tried we tried all sorts of different things to make it easy and cheap and then i just decided that we couldn't find what we wanted i'd make them <laughs>
1: Well, and and let me just say, and props to you all, because, and thank you for letting us in on this costume. Because um, when we posted it to the internet, I'm in charge of always posting it to all the different internet sites um, first thing in the morning, and people were blown away by this costume. And they said that it was the best costume we have ever done and I wish that I could take credit but obviously you have to give credit where credit is due so thank you for allowing us to be part of it. Well
3: it, it, again it's a collaboration effort. The logo was Nicole and Gail you know mm-hmm. putting their heads together and yeah. you know our original vision wasn't what the final logo came out to be and it's, it's I, I feel it's always better creatively when you have um, more people, not more people but uh, you know not just one person or two people but the more the more people you can get in with
4: better with more ideas. Some work some don't but this did And Nicole and Gail you guys literally came up with that logo and in a very small amount, amount of time it, yes did you just have a vision like in your head to start when you guys started collaborating because I remember when we were sitting around and you guys were talking about that online.
0: Well I
2: think it started with just doing Peter Pan Am like using the, the typical logo. And Gail suggested putting the silhouettes of the characters. Um, And my feeling was always, like, do we go subtle or do we make it, you know, how much do you have to spell out for people? Because some costumes, you really do need to spell it out for people to get. And I wasn't sure if the Pan Am, the Peter Pan Am, was subtle, was too subtle. So when she suggested doing the silhouettes and had done a mock-up, I threw it together in in my Silhouette um, cameo software, and it just, it, worked so well and it read so well
0: that well that was I think like, back to you know what is iconic so right you know, the blue uniform and the right. bag is iconic to Pan Am. When you think of the Disney Peter Pan movie, you think of Peter and the kids mm-hmm. and Tinkerbell yep. flying across Big Ben, right? So that's exactly. iconic from the movie. And so by combining and I my original thought was to put all of the kids with Peter and Tinkerbell, and we kind of talked it down to, well, that's too cluttered, but, you know, it was the same idea, and so I think part of it is, you know, what are those iconic pieces, and what helps sells it?
2: Exactly, and it came out, came together beautifully, because you could see it, it didn't matter what kind of, you know, picture we took, it bred instantly.
0: Yeah, because you couldn't necessarily read Peter Pan Am in all of them, because right. it was small, but you could tell it was the Pan Am logo, and you could see Peter, and people got it quick. That, that between that and the Tinkerbell you know
3: wigs it, it it read instantly and I think that's probably particularly with your costumes Gail and Kim and, and even Kylie um, in the past when they are so iconic or so easily read is when people seem to really enjoy them the most.
1: They do. Katie your struggle with that bag and we oh. we probably got
4: more comments on the bag. I'm still getting comments and questions about the bag. You, so, you can
0: retire just making those bags. Seriously, I, <laughs> I, I don't had a worth kind of... the aggravation, right? <laughs> I, I I went to Joanne's and I had no intentions of
3: doing vinyl. Um, and everything that I looked at just looked like uh, it was just going to be a cloth purse. And I I I wanted something that was either you know faux leather or I wanted something that read like their bag or vinyl. You know how their their bags were looking like vinyl. So, um, uh. Nicole, I can never remember the lady's name. Is it Yo-Yo Han?
2: ya Han. ya
3: Han makes this um, fantastic cosplay fabrics. And she happened to have this blue, gorgeous, perfect blue stretch vinyl. It was stretch
0: and thin. That was my mistake. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Which she never... probably uses as like a catsuit material. Yep, because right. you know anything yep, about yep. her costume. Yep, that usually yeah. the catsuit. Thank
1: it, you for not making us wear catsuits. It, <laughs> exactly. So we it, all thank you. It was the hardest, it was categorically the hardest material I've ever sewn on.
3: Um, and so, you know, after getting a Teflon foot and a gazillion internet searches and stuff, and it was it was just really, really hard to work on, so they took way more time than I expected. But um, And of course, you know, we're all perfectionists when we make our costumes. I look at them and just go, oh, well, you know, there's mm-hmm. all these things wrong with them. But they really did come out cute, and the beauty was, is that when we were all taking photographs and we all had the bags out, that's when you could instantly read that Peter Pan out.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: And it was perfect. You did an yeah. amazing, yeah. So that, amazing that part. And that was, that's the fun part
0: of it. Yeah, so mine's actually
4: hanging up with with my medals, right? So first,
1: first Aww. got hung up too, right? Aww, so Aww. <laughs> mine is sitting on my dresser as a piece of like it's it's art. art. It is it's it's art. Key. Mine's right there. Mine's right close to me on the pile of medals and bibs that I have yet to put up. But um, let's talk about the uh, start yeah. of the Disneyland park. Let's talk ab- uh, about the um, the start of the, the race. race. I'm sorry. <laughs> mm-hmm. Let's get into the start line. Yeah. Yeah. So, so this um, is actually.
0: One of my favorite races.
1: Yeah, so this is actually my favorite 5K that Run Disney has. And the reason why is that it begins and used to end in uh, Disneyland disney's californian park so it has one of the earliest starts a 5 a.m start which is um only second to the star wars half which is now a 5 a.m start there are no corrals so when you get your bib you're basically you um are you go through security and you go through the disneyland iconic gates and you walk up to walk through main street usa which is outstanding at four thirty in the morning it's still just it just yeah. it just warms yeah. my heart when you walk up what does everybody th- of the no corrals I know you
4: mentioned the no corral camp what does everybody think about the no corrals is that a good or a bad personally I love it because it makes life so much easier just to be with a big group
0: so I think you just have to be it's one of those things that if if you're not aware of that at the beginning you could be a little confused I, mm-hmm. if, if you want to run, I think it's important that you know that ahead of time because that means you're going to have to get there early um, so that you can make your way to the front um, so that you're able to, able, able to kind of take off. They do they do release people in clumps. Um, so they'll let, you know, a hunk go and then they'll hold and then they'll let another hunk go. But it, it's not that you have to stand in a certain place. But if you kind of want to make sure that you get a chance to take off, you want to get there early and make it to... Um, the hub area sooner than later. So you're towards the front. Right. There were a
3: lot of new people this, this year and there was a lot of confusion because the bibs show a corral and people were told there was going to be corrals. And so there was a lot of confusion with the new, the new, you know, the, the um, new people.
1: Huh. I didn't know that. I didn't, I have to find my bib to find out, but um, you also want a good spot when you're in, um, they basically loop you around central hub and it's, important to get a good spot within Central Hub because I think the highlight of this race is the start. And normally what happens is Tinkerbell herself comes down from the Matterhorn and she goes over um, Disneyland, um, Sleeping Beauty Castle and over and over and over and there's music <laughs> and there's fireworks oh, and it, it's outstanding. But this year, I think it was a little lacking. So I, I'm, I'm curious to to get your all opinion on that what did you guys think
0: i kept waiting for the fireworks and there was no fireworks this year yeah i also noticed that there's only
3: one The tinkerbell only did one pass you know back and forth and that was it usually she spent a lot more time in the air um and i that would surprise me the other thing was that i didn't feel like there was a okay here we go that you know the first they're gonna start there was like no big start just, we just Well, and moving. I think
0: some of that was the fireworks, right? Um, you know, yeah. we yeah. have the fireworks, and then they would be like, let's go. Right. Um, and I, I think that brings up an interesting uh, piece as well is the announcing team was different this year, right? right. So Rudy some of that was <laughs> those of us that have come to expect a run Disney race start are used to Rudy Devotney's you know, on your mark, get set, go. And so maybe that was some of it it, it was a different it was an all female announcing group. I think they were very um, conscious about that, um, because it was a female themed race, but um if you've done it before, it did seem different. Well I had some friends that I talked to that were actually in the front,
2: they were at the start and they started the race before they knew they started the race because they they just there wasn't enough fanfare to go oh, and we're starting, you know. Um, they were like, "Oh, and we're running. Okay, that's fine." Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that was part of it too. Is is there was a little bit of confusion and a little bit of, um, you know, they didn't have that fanfare of, "Okay, we're starting the five k."
0: And, the when you spend, and when you spend a hundred dollars on a five k, you
3: want there to be a little bit of fancy. Yeah. <laughs> right. Rudy was very good about always building suspense and building that buildup, whether it's a corral or the beginning of the race. You know, okay, thirty seconds. You know, and you you get a buildup so that when you go, you feel like yes, I'm going. Um, and I didn't feel that the announcers were okay, but I didn't feel that they they gave us any of that.
1: Yeah, and in my opinion, this was one of the or. I think the only run Disney five K that was worth the eighty dollars. And you know, that's that's I don't really ever think anything's worth that much money just for a five K. But um, I thought that it was worth the money because of the fact that it started in Disneyland Park and that you had that added entertainment, which is why you run Disney is for the Disney entertainment. Right. So when so that and, I, I, up a, you know that brings up the next part of the race, right? So
0: different course this year um, in part because of all the construction um, that's going on in both of the parks. Uh, So in the past, we actually um, started on Main Street um, in Disneyland and you would end um, uh, in California Adventure. um, And it changed a little bit this year because we couldn't spend as much time in Disneyland because of all of the changes that are taking place uh, for Star Wars Land. So I think um, to Kim's point, you know, one of the great things about this is this was pretty much just all park time for these races and not so much this year. And I understand that there's construction um, and that they have to make the changes. The only hope is once all of the construction gets done that the old kind of course will come back, right? Because that was great. You, you spent a ton of time in the parks, and even if there wasn't a character every two feet or there wasn't a place to take a photo every two feet, you were still in the park and you could stop and you could take photos. A lot of people walk these 5Ks, right? Um, right. And so it tends to be a little bit um, sometimes more of a leisurely stroll. And you want to stroll through the fun part, right? Stop through the parking lots or the alleyways, right? Right.
1: So we started, um, we start, the course starts right between the walkway between the Central Hub and the Matterhorn. And um, we ran basically right up to um, Small World was your first opportunity for a character. Now, it wasn't a regular character. They have these, um, like, uh, pirate fairies that are on course. And then we ran down into Toontown, and they had um, Captain Hook and Smee. And it was a huge line. I mean huge line. And we took the opportunity to get our photo taken in one of the Toontown cars. Well, I think that we were thinking we didn't want to wait in that line because we thought there were more characters to be had. And unfortunately, there wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> that was the character. Well, there were more, but but then once we um we went behind stage, um we went or backstage, uh we went around I mean, we basically went on the outer skirts behind um, the train and, um, you know, we couldn't go over to where the stables were and we couldn't go over to where Big Thunder Railroad was and the big um, tunnel and we couldn't do all that stuff. So we were kind of put on the outer road that wraps around the park. So I think we were missing a whole bunch of opportunities for characters there. And it wasn't... We tend
4: to make our own stops and our own photos, So, and that's something you guys, that anybody can do, and a lot of our stops that we make are some of the my personal favorite pictures, like the one in the Toontown car is probably my favorite, and a few of the other ones that we've stopped at that weren't character lines or even backdrops or anything and they turn out sometimes the best when you're dealing with a really superb costume.
1: But to my point, there was like even when we got into Disney California Adventure um and we went down Route 66 there wasn't a car there to get our photo That's taken. Right. You know, I mean, they had the mile marker there, and they had some pirate stuff um, set up, which was which was good. I, you know, that was that was lovely. And then when you went in front of Paradise Pier, they had the, um, I guess, the living room scene set up, and we got a really yeah. great photo with um, yeah. three pirates. But it wasn't like, you know, I mean, they're very nice people, and thank you very much, but I wanted them in a fursuit or something or, <laughs> or, in, or in wings. You know, I, they, weren't, they weren't enough characters for me. Um, and then once we got into... There weren't enough
0: iconic, recognizable characters, right? So, you know, they have a habit, and I appreciate why they do this. Um, as I said before, a lot of people walk this 5K, and so they have a tendency to put what, what Disney calls, like, street sphere, um characters out, which are, you know, you can see people's faces and they can talk to you, Right. Um, and in a way, I think they're supposed to be out there to encourage people to keep moving and, and, and to keep walking and stuff like that. Um, and that's always fun, but, but to your point, it's not like a recognizable Disney character, right? They're, they're kind of as, as uh, traffic Actually, <laughs> Well, <laughs> well particularly because the... the...
3: The Tink 5K or any 5K at Disneyland are family fun runs. They they advertise them as those, and so you you're not just dealing with normal runners. You're dealing with a lot of families with younger children, and they do walk. I'm a walker, um, and and I like to walk the 5K and save my legs for the other races. But um, so I saw some families, and it's like you know they how many op- there's not a there weren't as many characters. The kids wanted to see characters,
0: and well, they, and if you bring a family of four and you run a Disney 5K. It's like 400 bucks right yep. yeah right yeah
3: and so I, I think in the past I remember there being more characters particularly in the early years um, uh, of <coughs> the Disney races and I, I kind of feel like they they give more more photo stops and ops but not as many characters well there were and,
0: and recently they've gotten into the habit of putting characters out that you're not allowed to touch right? So, Anna and Elsa is a big one. They put them up and you're not allowed to stop. And this year they had all of the lost boys on the carousel. But they were like, you try to stop and take a selfie with them and they were getting grumpy about that. So,
1: well, they did have. It's great
0: if you do that, but then if you're not allowed to come anywhere near them, why even do that?
1: Well, and, and, you know, I know they want to move things along, but, you know, you're also charging us $80 per person, um, not including active fees, and I really want the full experience, especially when we're used to having more, and this is the fifth year, so I would want something to be plussed. Um They did, right before Mile 3, they did have Wendy with Peter Pan. And so basically, in my mind, you know, we had four characters at two stops, with other opportunities to make your own characters. But to me, it wasn't enough for a run Disney 5K, and especially for this iconic run Disney 5K. I
4: have a question for everybody. everybody, They've been definitely sizing down the iconic characters and keeping it more with the theme. Do you guys think that that has something to do with it? Because now they've announced theme for the Disneyland half. They've announced the themes for every race. Do you think that that's their excuse and reasoning behind, like, oh, well, we're trying to keep it within theme and not have extra? Do you think maybe that has anything to do with it? No, because I think
2: that, as we learned from the Star Wars Dark side, they can put characters out there before or after the race, too. Um, I like having the themed characters, and I really do like having like, I love that we had the the multiple photo ops even if it isn't a character or the mile markers Like to me that's fun, I don't always need the character but it does make it a little limited when you only have one or two characters and that's your only stop um, it would have been nice to see now that they know that they can put the characters before or after a race, to actually have seen that for the Tink 5K particularly for the 5th anniversary to have well, something a little bit extra
0: and in the know, past they've always kind of filler out. There were no parade floats that were out, you know, that have right. always been out in the past. Um, you know, I think one of the things they did with with Star Wars that was so good is they had sort of those static photo opportunities, um, like the garbage compactor and things like that. There, there's ways that you can you can kind of put photo ops out there that don't require like somebody in a fursuit, suit, right? Um, but that still give you an opportunity. So you know, I would. They've done it in the past. They they definitely could. Do that again this time,
1: and they just didn't this time. And and one thing I would like to add is that if they're going to put these um like the iconic well this has been around for a while the um the mile marker with the bedroom the uh mile marker three if they're going to put a a backdrop like that and have you stand in line for a photo they have to make sure that the photo pass people are there now because it is included in your annual pass and I want as many photos as possible since you've you're adding that into my cost. So that's something to know. I have one other question for everyone because we always get this question all the time and I know you girls are you girls are used to this as well. How is it running in a wig?
2: <laughs> I think it's just like running in a hat. I don't I don't feel it's much of a difference except for maybe on a really sunny day and I'm in a really long haired wig then it can get a little toasty, um, but for the most part, it, it doesn't feel any different to me. I, I, I don't have to worry about my hair, which is nice. You just kind of put a I wig on all go. the time. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's great, you know. Um, and I think running in a wig, it makes such a difference to a costume that can otherwise be kind of a simple costume. The wig can really make it. And um, I, you know, I'll put up with a lot, but I, I find them really comfortable.
4: Katie, what about you, Katie.
3: No, I, I've i run in the Queen Eleanor, which had these two huge long braids, so that was kind of a challenge, but it was a 5K, so I was walking it, not a problem, in terms of, but I the, the Tinkerbell wig is the only other wig that I've done, and it was fine, I kind of like not having to worry about my hair. <laughs>
0: the Tink wig, the Tink wig is easy, you know, anything yeah. that's short, you know, I, I will say that the Tink wig is the one that I think Kimberly and I have got the most use out of, right? Mm-hmm. So... You know, we've we've whipped that one out on a, on a number of occasions. In part because, one, it's iconic, right? You can definitely tell it's Tinkerbell. Um, but, two, it's really pretty easy to run it. You know, if you want to start running in a wig, something short like that is the way to do it. You know, the long, crazy ones, like when you do, um, you know, Marvel characters or Avengers characters or things like that, that's when you start getting into, like, it is like wearing a fur suit, right, on your head. <laughs>
1: And I would just like to um, remind you, Gail, that you need to wash your Tinkerbell wig, okay? Just saying.
2: (laughs) I think we
1: all need to wash our (laughs)
2: Tinkerbell wig.
4: Oh, yes. So, with any final thoughts on this race, this costume, um, if it was fun, if it was comfortable, would we do it again, or is there a better costume on the horizon for the five of us, and what do you guys got? Well,
0: we don't, don't repeat. Like, repeating is bad, right? So, <laughs> I would love to wear it somewhere else that's not a run Disney yeah. race, you know. Absolutely. But, uh, well, we're both kind of It was really easy team. to yeah, run it. yeah. Surprisingly enough, the store-bought costume was really comfortable.
1: Well, yeah. So, I, I, you know, Gail and I don't repeat. So, I mean, you know, it was, I love this costume, and I think it's so good. It's like your Oscar dress, right? You're never, ever going to, or your your wedding dress, right? You're never, ever, 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 ever going to wear that ever again. And it's, it's, like, it's like our experience for um, Inside Out. It, it, it was wonderful. I love it. And it goes in a special spot in my cedar closet.
4: Aww. I think yeah. for me I would love to, I'm with Gail on that I would love to wear it somewhere else like to a con or something like that um, because I'm a huge vintage uh, vintage lover and the idea it was so awesome so yeah I'm totally agreeing you can never, I don't think this costume could ever be redone at a Disney race but I would love to wear it again uh, for something else well there's every chance
0: I'm going to be oh, handing out Halloween candy dressed like this coming soon <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: definitely.
0: Halloween
4: costume. What do, you, what do you
2: guys say nicole and katie i think uh, for a con or something like that that would be that's the, the time to wear it because i yeah, think I... If, once you've debuted it at a race you know you can't recreate the magic again it just it just doesn't work um and there was something really special about this particular costume i don't know if it was just because it was so long in coming that it, it worked out the, the group that it, it became um was just so perfect running with you ladies and and um, you know, it was. It's not something that I don't think you could redo on on a race course again. So well, yeah. all
3: all the details that were put into it, you know, um, it was it was it, without a doubt, except for Inside Out, it was my favorite costume that I've ever run in. And um, yeah, I, I agree with um, with Kim. I don't think that other than a con, maybe I wouldn't want to. It was comfortable to run in, but I wouldn't want to wear it again. Yeah, yeah but I
0: think asked you know, me if being
4: able to share
0: it free. again, you know, at a con, I think would be cool because to Katie, your point, there was a ton of little details that um, I don't think people noticed in a lot of the, the photographs. Um, you know, N- Nicole had made little Peter Pan Am buttons to go on our hats, so that matched on the hat. We actually had Mickey Aviator wings um, pinned to our jackets. Um, you know, they weren't just regular airplane wings, they were literally you know, Mickey Aviator wings. You know, the detail in the purses. Um, you know, I think that those are some of the things that you know, is, are important to us because we are nitpicky about our costumes um, um, amongst ourselves, but I don't think a lot of people, unless they got close, noticed all those little things, and that was the part, you know, the pom-poms on the shoes, and, and, you know, we all had black shoes, and we were all very careful about making sure all of that stuff, our hats were all on the same side. I mean, it's those little things, I think, that make the difference. But I, I'm always
3: surprised, it always shocks me, how many people came up and said, oh my God, you still you have to have the little pins. Um, people surprisingly notice the details. I'm always kind of
4: shocked at that. I think because at Disney races, generally it's, it, people aren't that detail oriented. And I think that's why it was just an awesome, awesome costume, and I can't thank you enough, Katie and Nicole, for bringing me personally into it, and just it was just an awesome, good time. Oh, we had so, a ball. So.
0: Well, so and you, got, you got a very nice compliment from a past Pan Am stewardess, right, at Starbucks
2: after the nice Yeah, <laughs> we did. Um, we were walking past Starbucks, and, and some lady um, said uh, she was a former Pan Am flight attendant, and that our costumes were better. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Well, thank talk you so that. much, Katie and Nicole. Well, it was a blast. You. I can't wait for future costumes. Thank so, you. Thank I'm
1: you. let I turn this over to Kim? Well, for all of us that run all the races, thank you for joining us. And, and next up will be the Tinkerbell 10K, the first race of the Pixie Dust Challenge. So goodbye, Bye, everyone. Buddy.
4: Bye, guys. Bye.